Hello, Watch Fam. We are coming to you live on New Year's Day. We're very excited. Just got back from my favorite restaurant, which is located in Chinatown called Sukashimbo. I may be in a food coma, so bear with me while I record this episode while I'm in a food coma. What? We've been doing this for 26 episodes, and you forgot the intro. Well, hello, Watch Fam. Welcome to my last watch. There you go. I'm so full right now that I can't concentrate. Can't think can't, straight? Nope. And what's your name? I think it's Gun. Okay. Who are you? <laughs> I'm Kaylee. And thanks for joining us. I know that last episode we mentioned we were going to talk about Gun's adventure getting his Belova that he's been waiting for for a couple of months. A couple actually, of months? Almost sorry, two years. Sorry, two years. Okay. I misspoke. Excuse yeah. me. Maybe I'm in the food coma as well. Yeah. Uh, but we're actually going to push that to our next episode. This episode, to keep with the New Year's theme, we're talking about New Year's resolutions. Yeah, before we dive into that, mm -hmm. you know how last week or last episode we were talking about Christmas gifts? One <laughs> of my favorite Christmas gifts mm -hmm. that you have gotten me, I totally uh, blanked on. Can you recall a recent Christmas gift that was, you really aced this gift? It was an amazing gift. Recent? It, yeah. Actually, it, it sure may have Christmas? not been for Christmas. It may have been for my birthday, now that I think about it. Hint is it wasn't a physical gift, but it was a gift nonetheless. The other day, I I actually seriously was thinking, like, I did get Gun something, and I'm surprised he didn't say that. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure I it's can't different. remember what it was. What Nine was Day it? Fiance is the hint. You got me the cameo. From oh, noon yeah, and yeah. Yeah. noon and Kyle. No, we talked about that. We should Yeah, in one of our earlier I episodes. Know, we never but I, shared it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was thinking that was actually a really good gift that you got me. Yeah. I forgot that about that. Creative. I remember you thought it was like really expensive. Yeah. I was like, actually it was only twenty bucks. It was a really good deal. <laughs> but I really liked that cameo. That was fun. Yeah. And then they did it at our um restaurant that we had our first date at too. I think it was a anniversary cameo. Well, okay, That's that makes more sense. It. Okay, yeah, and then right. They stood outside of yeah. PF Chang's, which was our first uh, in our first date spot, Valentine's Day. You're making me look bad um, for saying our first date was for a where PF we went to college. Yes. That was one of the nicer restaurants. I want to in make town. I want to make sure we highlight that we didn't have many options in our college town because Asians. Like I don't know <laughs> if you're supposed to do that. Go to PF Chang's. Yeah, as an Asian, yeah. Well, I've only been to PF Chang's. That might have been I probably like <laughs> one, one other only. time. Yeah. Well, but they have definitely good lettuce wraps. They do. Yeah, their lettuce wraps mm -hmm. are good. Same thing with uh, Panda Express. I'm always ashamed when I'm standing in line in Panda Express as an Asian. But you love it. I do love <laughs> it's it. It's like your guilty pleasure. <laughs> and they always get you to come back because on the receipts you can do that survey. survey yeah. And then you get a free entree. Or and their Mongolian like or their Mandarin, is it the Mandarin chicken that they have? Or the Mongolian chicken? You like something chicken there. Yeah, yeah. That they have the chicken teriyaki sauce on top. And then orange chicken with combination of rice and noodles. Come on, you you can't beat that. That's like, yeah. Good eats. We mm -hmm. haven't had that in a while, but I'm sure <laughs> if there was one closer to us, we probably would be, be frequenting yeah, there more. It'd be pretty dangerous. But yeah, I just wanted to talk about that one gift before we started the episode. New year. Mm -hmm. New you. Yes. Are you going to be going to Panda Express more? Is that one of your resolutions? No, but I am going to start bringing in sushi bars back into my life because for the past two years i've kind of quit sushi bars mm -hmm. i've just been missing out on so much good omakase and the 
only reason why he did that was pretty much because of the pandemic. Yeah, because sushi bars are... wanted to walk away from it. Yeah, I didn't retire from the sushi game, but it's, you know, during the pandemic, that is one of the foods. Like, I think sushi bars were one of the first to close down because it's such an intimate setting. Mm. And what I noticed this time was the sushi chef had to wear gloves. The only thing... I could oh, taste that difference. You could not taste I could it, taste oh that. Oh my gosh! There's about it three would, uh, or five rice rice. What would you say? Rice pieces. You could not that were off. No, no, but I could tell. In each if bite, if you were blind, if the, we yes. had a cover over your eyes, there's no <laughs> yes, way you'd be there able is to a, tell. There's a slight taste in difference, Bill, because he's wearing you, gloves. I bet you just because you haven't had like fresh sushi in a long time. No, and also in Korea we call it hand flavor where <laughs> it adds a certain flavor to it when you touch it when it touches the hand but it, when it's touching a plastic glove it doesn't have that same hand flavor okay well how do you say hand flavor in korean like son mat son son, son is hand mm-hmm. mat is flavor so hands flavor hand flavor so if you said that in korean people would know what you're talking yeah, son about mat. <laughs> okay i've just never heard of that yeah especially in sushi because it dictates how many pieces of rice you're picking up for sushi, but when you're wearing the glove, your senses aren't as keen. So I think his game was slightly off, if I could say so myself. This doesn't surprise me at all, because <laughs> you're just the type of person that would claim that you can taste the difference. Just like when I make oxtail, I do it in the pressure cooker, and I've done it the slow way as well. I don't yeah. think you can taste the I difference, can tell. but Broth you claim lie. you can taste the difference. Broths don't lie. <sighs> you okay. got to let it simmer and let it set you know, for, with broth. You have to invest the time. You can't cheat your way through broth. I can taste the difference. <laughs> I'm going to do a test one of these days, and we'll see if you can actually taste the difference. All right. I'm down for that challenge. Before we look ahead to this upcoming year, should we take a moment to look to reflect? behind? Yeah, to reflect. <sighs> I'm trying to think. It was a brutal year. I really had higher hopes for 2021. It was probably a lot rougher for you than me. Mm-hmm. It was a challenging year for me mm-hmm. because I thought work-wise, maybe it would be easier. Uh, I've never really said this on air, but I work in the hospitality industry. So I thought with the decrease of people seeking out hos- or, you know hospitality services, I thought it might be an easier year for us. But that was definitely not the case. We were struggling to find labor. We didn't have enough employees for each shift. It was such a struggle because we were skeleton crew, you know, minimal staffing. So I had to put in a lot of hours this year. And so it was pretty rough in that regard. Definitely. I feel really fortunate that I was able to work from home. And I, I love working from home. I don't think I can ever <laughs> you, go back and You may enjoy it a little bit too much. <laughs> it's, it's really a luxury. Like, I, I feel so fortunate that that's even an option for me because I literally save at least 10 hours a week. Oh, yeah. In, you know, not commuting and mm-hmm. not that no. I made myself up that much when I went into the office, but <laughs> yeah. I could wake up, roll out of bed and just walk into the next room and start working. And your jammies and in start my working. Yeah. working from home. <laughs> so I feel really fortunate to have done that. And then I think for you too, we haven't seen your family since October 2019. Yeah. And I'm sure that was really hard for you as well. That has been really difficult, yeah, during these times, just mm-hmm. being away from family and then having this crazy work schedule in 2021, it just was a lot more challenging of a year than I'd expected. So I'm hoping that 2022 is a better year for us. 
It's hard to imagine it being any worse. Right? Knock on wood. <laughs> We're knocking on wood right now. <laughs> but what about for you? You said it was mm-hmm. easier for you, but what do you recall? Or what are things that stand out to about 2021 for you? There are the typical challenges that I think everyone faced. We're just kind of tired of being in this state. But I felt like there was a lot of good things that happened. You know, starting this podcast, doing a project with you. Yeah. That was a lot of fun, building on a new skill and just having a creative outlet to do something. Mm-hmm. And also, career-wise, I finished a certificate course and felt really – that was the first Empowered. time that I have really pursued like a formal edu- – or continuing education outside of a bachelor's degree. So it felt good to just take a step career-wise and invest in that. And then also at your um, work, there's not a lot of people that do your line of work. And so you haven't had a chance to connect with people who work in this, you know, that's true. Similar field. I feel like I have a little bit of that imposter syndrome just because the role that I'm in, I was sort of the first person in that role. So I felt like I didn't really have anyone to learn from. And that has always been in the back of my mind. Doing the certificate course, I realized that I actually knew more than I thought yeah. I knew. And mm-hmm. I, uh, if anything, it really helped build some confidence. Yeah, I can tell. Mm-hmm. And then it was nice also to just to connect with folks who had yeah, you know, similar interests yeah. and network. But anyway, it, it just felt good to kind of invest in something educational. And mm-hmm. this upcoming year, I guess just looking forward, I'm also doing a, another certificate course, good which job, I'm looking Taylor. forward to. Just got to grind through it because yep. it's like a six month long course. And once I found out about Omicron and COVID, probably <laughs> going sign on, me up for this like, course. <laughs> yeah, let, let me, let's power through it. And hopefully by um, summer and fall, we can have some fun. All right. 2022 summer, we're looking ahead. We're very excited for the summer. Hopefully everything turns relatively back to normal by then. Well, the other thing, which I haven't discussed on this podcast, is I actually get a two month sabbatical since I've been working at this company for as long as I have. And originally I was thinking, okay, maybe I'll take the sabbatical this spring. By then things hopefully have calmed down. And then once we are hearing more of this stuff on the news, I felt like eh, trying to plan something for just a couple of months out from now might be sort of difficult. So I decided to pursue this course instead. And then hopefully by, um, summer and and fall I'm, I'm hoping to be able to take this sabbatical we'll be able to travel hopefully, hopefully i'll get to come. yeah hopefully i, I can know. join you on the sabbatical come, I'm my am fingers. i invited or is this a You're solo definitely <laughs> invited there's an open door but i don't think i'm adventurous enough to really travel on my own so especially for two months <laughs> yeah I, I, I can do two months traveling on my own but mm-hmm. do you have any uh places in mind that you'd like to visit if covid wasn't an issue both of us would like to visit Europe. Mm-hmm. I've been to Europe before. I actually did a couple weeks. No, it was like six weeks abroad in yeah. Copenhagen when I was in college. So I'd love to check out Europe, especially because you've never gone. Yep. And Asia's on the list as well. But mm-hmm. just since you have family in Korea, I feel like in our lifetime, there'll be a lot more opportunities to go to Asia. Yeah. The funny thing is, I've been to more Asian countries than you have. Gun has only been in Korea, which just blows my mind since you've spent so much time there. I'm just shocked that you never ventured outside of the country. It's because whenever I visit Korea, 
it'd be a lot of times when I visited, it'd be from visiting from the States and then I'd go to see my parents in Korea. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're visiting Korea, you just want to stay in Korea rather than visit Japan, China. But yeah, we'll have opportunities further down uh, the road to visit more countries in Asia. I, I remember before you moved over here. Yeah. We, oh, my mom and I wanted, yeah. Yeah, you can say. Well, my mom and I wanted to do a trip to Europe. And you should have done that. I was telling you, I like, know. you were anxious to come over here. I was like, yeah, Yo, go and do that. Take this time before, yeah, because yeah, I have that time to transition and I quit my job. And, you know, working in Korea was very stressful and I didn't really get to enjoy my time in Korea because of the work culture. And so when I quit my job and I was preparing to come to the States, I should have really taken that time to kind of spend time with my family and travel with my mom. So I do regret not taking my mom up on that offer, but I think I was just ready to come to the States and start my new chapter. Mm -hmm. But looking back, yeah, I should have taken some time and uh, traveled Europe. Looking ahead to 2022, I think we're going to share some New Year's resolutions. All right, so I'll start. <laughs> but kind of going off of what I talked about previously for 2021 being very stressful and my work-life balance wasn't that great. Um, for 2022, I actually, I feel like every year this is a similar goal, but it's mm-hmm. investing in my health. And by health, I mean yeah. not like, I mean both personal like health and then also mental health as well. I realized this year it was quite draining on me and I could see that my mental health wasn't uh, in the right place like towards, you know, the end of the year. And what was really nice was just being able to go to California and recharge. And that's like the importance of trips because during COVID, we didn't really have those opportunities to kind of recharge. You know, even if we had days off, we'd just be at home. And it really does make a difference being able to travel in a new city and then just getting all of that positive energy while you're traveling and then coming back fully recharged and ready to work again. So I think I definitely want to invest more time in my personal health and then also mental health. And that includes being able to travel more frequently in 2022 if um, COVID permits us traveling. That's a good goal. Mm-hmm. I think what was also nice f- for you is getting to see your friends and mm-hmm. getting to be around other Korean folks. Yeah. yeah. I-, I miss my Korean community having left Korea. Like here in Seattle, I don't really have a big Korean network as in like friends or, you know, just the community. So I really do miss hanging out with my folks. Yeah, it was my fellow fun. Koreans, yeah. One of the one of the friends or new friends yeah. that we met up with is going to visit in a couple weeks. <laughs> I was telling Gano it's funny because super nice couple and I'm glad that they're coming. But when we we were departing, I was like, come visit during the summer. There's gonna be so much more to on, do in Seattle. On multiple occasions <laughs> we highlighted that Seattle is beautiful in the summer. Yes, is best visited in the summertime and they decide they want to come visit us in January. Yeah. So we're both really looking forward to them coming and exploring Seattle. I just feel like it's a little bit harder to do stuff in the winter yeah. because it's so dependent on the weather. And you're not getting the full Seattle experience. You yeah, know? if if and I've feel like I've said this before, but if Seattle was like the Seattle summers year round, you'd have so much more people moving oh, yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's just beautiful. So well, that's, that's a good goal. Yeah. What about you, Kaylee? What is a per- or is it, what is a personal goal of yours? Well, last year was really the first year that I had written down New Year's resolutions, mm-hmm. and well, I did not make my goal on quite a few <laughs> resolutions. Yeah. It still at least gave me something to drive towards, mm-hmm. and there are some that I did come 
pretty close or it made my lifestyle healthier. Like I was pretty good about getting my step counts in. I just think the concept of New Year's resolutions is kind of funny because nothing's really changed, right? From 2021, just Mm -hmm. a different, different number at the end of the year. But in life, there's really not that many opportunities to have an organic fresh start with minimal effort, if that makes sense. Mm, so, so, yeah. Or up to a certain point in life. So when you're growing up, right, in school, <laughs> it's like you have a new quarter yeah. every three months. Mm-hmm. You have a fresh start. And I remember that really stuck out with me because when I was starting to work at my company, I'd been there for a couple of years. And I remember just like having a water cooler talk with a coworker. And they had been there for a year and they're like, yeah, this is a really long time for me because they had recently graduated. Oh. <laughs> and they were saying like, yeah, I'm just used to like not really not really doing the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, in life, I feel like there's less opportunities for those fresh starts unless you really make a conscious effort. Yeah. Whereas in school, it's like, this class sucks. Oh, don't worry about it. In a couple, a couple <laughs> months, months, you'll yeah. be done with it. <laughs> That being said, I think New Year's resolutions still a good thing for you to strive towards. Mm-hmm. So this year, I have a couple. Okay. I'm not going to share all of them. Last year, my goal was to read 25 books. How many I, books did I you fell read? short of that. Okay. I read 13. Okay. So a little bit over half. Yeah. <laughs> this year, it'd be great if I read 25 books, but I'm going to lower my goal okay. to hopefully make it more attainable. And I'm going to say read 20 books. Okay. Because I enjoy reading. It's just forcing yourself to do that rather than spending way yeah. too much time on my phone. Is that the only goal that you're going to share on the air? Or I mean, that's you... one of them. Yeah. Um, kind of like what she said in terms of health. Totally agree with mental health. Like yeah. For me, I, I think I could do a lot better job connecting with folks. But also physical health. Getting in the habit of going to the dentist every six months, going yeah. to the doctor. I did that for the first time Last year, 2021, it's probably the first time I'd been to a doctor in three, three, four years. Mm-hmm. First time I'd been to the dentist in like two years, <laughs> which is a little bit embarrassing. Um, just making sure that I prioritize physical health. Because a lot of times, if there is a problem, it's so much better to detect it earlier. Yeah, I feel like what prevents me from going to the doctors i'm always worried there is something wrong and then you're yeah and so then i'm like scared to go or paranoid i think yeah but yeah you just gotta go and Mm -hmm. those are two that i'll share for now was there any any like watch related goals that you had i had some time to think about it i do have some watch related goals for 2022 the main theme of 2022 for me when it comes to watches I would consider myself a watch collector right now, watch enthusiast, Mm -hmm. but I would like to upgrade and strive to become like a watch connoisseur. Okay. And by that, what I mean is kind of, I have a direction that I'm heading with my watch collecting. It's not like I'm just collecting all these random pieces because I like it. I have a specific era that I like to collect when it comes to Seiko's. And then also outside of Seiko's, I do like vintage watches. But there are certain criteria, like, you know, I want it with box and papers and I want it in good condition. And so I've set all these boundaries just to kind of limit my purchases and then also kind of have a theme for my collection. But still, I feel like it's kind of all over the board. When I say 70 Seikos, there's so many to choose from. So I think the direction I've kind of narrowed it down, but also 
getting more focused in my collecting and even becoming more narrower in my collection, if that makes sense. Do you have an idea of what that should be? or that's... Like refining my taste when it comes to watches. Well, this actually, the seed was planted when I met my buddy for the Bulova. Mm-hmm. This guy has been collecting for much longer than I have. And even just by looking at his collection on the gram, you can tell that he definitely um, is a watch connoisseur. So one of the things that stood out to me is rather than collecting all these different models, he collects from one model, but he has like eight different watches of the same model. Mm -hmm. And just seeing him collect the same model, just slightly different variants by the year, just things like that, I kind of wanted to refine my taste like that, figuring out which watch works for me, and then kind of collecting multiple variants of that model. Does that mean that you need to to narrow down your current collection? No, I like think moving give, like, forward, I think moving forward, no, 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 I think moving forward, okay. yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying moving oh, forward, okay. I'm just going to hone in my attention when it comes to watches. So by connoisseur, are you wanting to become more knowledgeable about just certain watches or broad, like watches, broadly speaking? No, certain watches. It's like when you consider yourself like a beer connoisseur or, or like you know, IPAs. Yeah. And then out of IPAs, Mm -hmm. you have, you know, hazy IPAs or you have West Coast IPAs. And it's like narrowing it down. It's like, oh, I love hazy IPAs. And then from hazy IPAs, you have different regions. And then like hazy IPAs from the 70s in California. (laughs) Yeah. Something similar to that. Yeah. Okay. And then really hyper-focusing on that small niche group. I kind of wanted to narrow it down because I think even now, it's very broad, my watch spectrum. Does that mean no more Coronas? I do like supporting independent brands, especially independent brands from Asia. I will buy probably one or two more independent watches. I have my eyes set on Ming. I just don't know which watch it'll mm. be. But I do want to experience that watch brand. And I've stated this in multiple episodes of our podcast. But Chrono Tokyo for now, I think I'm pretty set with my Chrono Tokyo collection. I don't plan on it adding any more pieces in 2022 but don't quote me on that because sometimes it's just meant to be and you got to purchase it you know you kind of just stumble upon a watch Mm. that you you know that it's meant to be so you kind of have to buy it but it's not like i'm going to go seeking out new watches to purchase okay yeah i'm gonna i can hold you i said you can't hold me to that though i said before i said this i said you can't hold me to this that's the whole purpose (laughs) of sharing resolutions because what i do want help from you and i've said this like i want you to hold me accountable yeah i don't want you to be i I don't don't want i'll hold you accountable but i don't want you to hold me accountable. this isn't a two-way street apparently okay (laughs) well my next goal actually would have to be more of a joint goal with you because i can't do it on my own for a while, we've been talking about what's the best path forward for this podcast. Yeah. Because we don't want to feel like we're getting burnt out or that this feels like a chore. We want this to be fun, obviously. Mm-hmm. Something that we had been discussing is it is pretty tough to crank out an episode each week. Yeah. From a time management perspective. And then also just coming up with ideas can yeah. be a little bit tricky. Coming up with a new theme for each episode is really difficult. So I was thinking a good goal to shoot for was every other week. Yeah. No, I so like that. So that would be 26 episodes a year. Okay. This past year we did 26, 26 yeah, yeah. and we started in 
March, I think, March or April. I feel like 26 or every about every other week like is more that. sustainable. And then also that would kind of, uh, I think, alleviate some pressure from both of us. Yeah, it would definitely alleviate the pressure, but also I think we will be able to provide a higher quality content as well since we have two weeks to prepare for it, or I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully it's not like this. There's definitely been times where it felt like we were kind of just rushing it just for the sake of getting an episode up. Yeah. You know, when you're doing all this research about podcasts or like, Oh, you need to be consistent and like crank yeah. out every week. But I think it'd be harder to go into this new year with trying to do that. Mm-hmm. So, And then I feel like when we do that, there are episodes where it's kind of forced that we're just trying to create an episode just for the purpose of putting out an episode each week. So I think it's good. Are you talking about when I talked about garlic bread for 10 minutes <laughs> in customer no, service? That is not what, is that what you're trying no, to say? No, no, no. <laughs> okay. Because I really liked that garlic bread. <laughs> But I do like this uh, every other week kind of schedule. I think that's much more obtainable. With that being said, what I would encourage our listeners to do, if you haven't already, we would super appreciate if you subscribe to the podcast. Because, you know, since we're not going to be releasing every week, that way you can be kept mm, informed of yeah. when the episode drops. And then just following us on Instagram, My Last Watch Pod, because that's when we also post about when an episode's up yeah. but we'll still do it on Wednesdays it just won't be every Wednesday mm-hmm. and then we really appreciate all the feedback that you give to us I'm not great at social media I've realized yeah. but that's something the we can work on yeah the engagement part is a little bit more trickier mm-hmm. uh, yeah because when I was doing research on podcasting they're saying you should actually spend more time marketing your podcast than creating it the con- but- and that's I, I think that's barely kind of market on me it, since... spend most time creating it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to take on a bigger role. And yeah, you're the marketing director. Yeah. As the marketing director, I think in 2021, I may have not hit my mark. <laughs> so I'll definitely need to get better as <laughs> the marketing director in 2022 for our podcast. Well, yeah. before we wrap up, is there anything else you wanted to say to the watch fan? Well, no. Do you have any uh, challenges or New Year resolutions for me regarding watches and my watch collecting? This year's just felt really long because in the first half of the year, Mm -hmm. which was more right in the middle of the pandemic, I felt like you really went ham on the watches and that's where we were having some conflicts. Well, I mean, I told you my reasoning. It's because I wanted to experience and kind of get a feel for what type of watches I wanted to collect. Mm-hmm. So I was purchasing a lot of Seiko so I could experiment okay. and figure out my direction. you don't want to let go of those Seikos. It's because I have fine. a... Ta- yeah. It's fine. I don't want to <laughs> pressure you to do that. Yeah. I, mean, I don't really have any like yeah. New Year's watch resolutions. I think for both of us, it's just working on the podcast. But again, I only want us to do this if we're both enjoying it. Yeah. No, I agree. And then also... Mm-hmm. Last episode, we were talking about watches for Christmas gifts. I think I jinxed myself. <laughs> talking about Dude, watches <laughs> i think you should look at this as an opportunity to broaden your collection of watches you wouldn't normally go out and true. seek that and you can true. look at it through that lens yes. Be- i was telling gun like you really don't want to you want to be cautious about what you say correct because i think there's a lot of watches that you would appreciate from yes there are but I have I've got two more watches from Dad over Christmas. Uh, my father-in-law, a Movado, is that it? Movado Bold, and 
a Hugo Boss chronograph. <laughs> I'm very excited to add two more pieces to my collection. I want to see where them. <laughs> well, the Hugo Boss chronograph is way too heavy. It's like a plat. It feels like it's a platinum watch. The only thing I can compare it to was at a watch meetup. I got to put on, I think, a white gold Rolex Yachtmaster. Mm-hmm. And the sheer heft of it, I remember it was just like dragging my arm. And that's exactly what this Hugo Boss feels like. Just but it's like not in white gold. Just like we're in Rolex. Like <laughs> yeah, but it's not in white gold. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm grateful that I got two more watches in yeah. my collection over Christmas. It's the right thing. Got a watch. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Hopefully the watch fam also got some cool gifts over Christmas. Hopefully some watches. Yeah. I'm excited to see if anyone has added some new watches to their collection. Yeah. Share with us. I felt like I also wanted to do like an Instagram poll of how many folks have the same sentiment of, no, you should not gift a watch. Mm, Or yes, you should. I'm really curious what people, what people think. So we should run an Instagram poll. All right. I like that idea. Because I I feel like we're going to be split. 50-50. 50-50. Uh, no? I think all the watch collectors will side with me. I'm What's guessing like 90, I'm 85-15 saying 85 being no, you shouldn't gift a watch. All right. Well, are you going to, can you run that poll on Patina Me Hazy? Because I feel like that's yeah, going to yeah. get more bites than yeah, yeah. my last watch. Okay, we can do that. Okay. All right, folks. Well, thanks for joining us. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, watch fam. Wishing everyone a great 2022. Hopefully it's much better than 2021. Cheers. We'll see you in two weeks. Bye. (laughs) Bye. If you're enjoying My Last Watch so far, please give us a five-star rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It really goes a long way to help get the word out on the show. Thanks so much.